0: Hello and welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. We're closing in on the start of the 2021-22 season. Charlie, free agency is going on right now. It started July 28th. Um, we are uh, we we're close to having a pretty good idea of the players in the organization here right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's so it's so weird that everything's so condensed right now. Usually, free agency. It takes a little while, but it seemed like this year it happened in like two days, yeah. right? Like yeah. signings and sign not, not just for not just for Nashville and 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 consequently for us, but for everybody. It was just free agency it was just like everything. It's just compacted together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Here to talk about that is the general manager of the Milwaukee Admiral Scott Nichols. Scott, thanks so much for the time. Um, it has been. What has this been like for you? Because we've talked so much about what went on this last year and so on. And, and I know we're trying to get back to the normal July 1st and all of that, but uh, as Charlie mentioned, it's been so compacted and, and so uh, quick with everything right now. What, what has that been like for you trying to piece together a team?
2: Yeah. Just this whole year and a half has been it's blended all into one. Like you forget we were in the Edmonton bubble and then we've had the season right. and then it's been just, I, I' and our season started in January or February like I don't even know anymore so it's gonna be nice to just kind of get back to all right let's start in September and let's get back to our normal kind of situation with our schedule and all that kind of stuff but it has been uh, it's been a lot it's been a lot just you mix in your expansion and expansion draft and going through all that and then you mix in your uh, NHL amateur draft and your free agency leading up to free agency is you know there's always uh you know, everyone seems to get signed right on the day of free agency. So there's a lot of phone calls before that. So it's been uh, it's been good. I'm really happy with our team. I like both teams. I like I like what we did up top, and I like I really like what we did with Milwaukee.
0: The guys that signed to an American League deal, uh, Joseph Lebate, uh, players like that. Um, how do you see? I mean, you, you obviously you have. Um, some connection or you've seen them somewhere along the way or your scouts have, but this last year obviously was, was a different year. You weren't able to, to have the freshest eyes on, on a lot of these players. Well, I
2: think for just for me and our organization, and I wanted to get as many guys back as I could from the year before that, because they really have, you know, started with tenority of, of creating that leadership and the culture. I wanted as many guys back and, think we did a great job of getting the Healy's and the Donovan's and the Schneider's and, and that group. Of, and then you forget the Mitch McLean kind of under the radar signing who, who has played that kind of similar style in Iowa. So for me, it was important to get these guys back and then get our restricted pre as the Lards and the, and the uh, Richard's kind of coming back, no back. So we, I don't think we're going to miss a beat. Um, I think is a under the radar kind of player that I think we're really good. Like he's big, he's strong, he's powerful. He skates really well. He can play net front on the PP and go up and down your lineup. So I'm really excited uh, for him to be, you know, maybe he's a guy that we flip later on. Like we've, we've had that kind of experience and that kind of that, I guess that uh, track record of doing that with guys. So um, it's good. You forget that we have, we have good, we have a, little bit older team with some of the guys coming back and we have some of the younger guys coming in. So I think it's a really good mix.
1: Do you think that this past year for you, is it's, is it a little bit like, at least from a, 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 from a general manager's perspective, is it almost like maybe when you were playing, when there, you know, you weren't, you, there wasn't video, there was maybe a little bit of video of every guy, but there's just so less, so much less information available now uh, then or like back then, and this year was sort of similar to that, where you just couldn't travel, you couldn't go watch guys. The season was so different. Uh, and, and do you think is that is that a fair comparison?
2: Well, I think now everybody has in stat or Sports Logic, like even from your jeez junior teams to college teams, like you can catch, you can punch anybody's name in there and pick up and pull up every you can shift, watch their clips, yeah. Wherever they, you can put my kids in there and they can watch all their shifts, like. I don't know how they do it. And it's so I think that way, because of all the, you know, with COVID and then just the budgets and no one can travel and just everyone's just trying to, you know, stop hemorrhaging money. So I think your scouting department changed a lot on that side of things. And I don't think you ever wanted to sway either way too far to the left or too far to the right. I think it's it's the balance. And last year we had to do that with just video and just talking to people. But I think the guys that we have signed or that I've signed, they have enough runway and track record. They're not changing. They're exactly the right. same of what they're going to be. It's the kids maybe coming out of the junior kids or the overage kids that you didn't get to see like those poor kids in the OHL. They never, they, didn't, didn't play they never at, at all. Yeah. They didn't play a year and a half, you yeah. know? So that's the hard thing. Like we're, we have rookie tournament. We invited a couple of the OHL kids and you're just kind of like, okay, he was great as, uh 17 year old but he hasn't played in a year and a half so that's who i feel the pros who have played um you have an idea like a tyler lewington or or mccarran tyler lewington played two games last year you know he played one in chicago and maybe two in in nashville so it's uh but you know what their body of work is um previous to that
0: it's 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 it, the, to have and you mentioned that the, the rfa is to resign richard and allard and michael mccarron and and players like that and to bring cole schneider back um obviously it's the culture in the dressing room but it is also going to be i know it is a big thing for fans who have not seen hockey in milwaukee for 18 months to have to several recognize. names that several names yeah. that they know
2: Yes, and that was important to me too i think that was important to our organization to important to Milwaukee and. Yeah. You want to go to a game where you don't, you see 23 guys and you're like, who are these guys you want to have? And that's my, even when I took over from this job uh, and took this job, it was like, I want a little stability in the American hockey. I don't want to just have a turnstile of guys coming in every other year. Like I kind of model of my days when I played in Rochester, where you have guys that stay there, they want to live there. They're part of the community. And I think like, I don't know how many staffs in the American hockey league where you have your head coach, your two assistant coaches, your team service, your um, medical coach, your medical trainer, your our strength and conditioning coach. They all live in the city that they work in. You know, right. I think that's fantastic. And they're integrated into the community. Our head coach's son plays with the junior admirals, you know, Greg Rallo's kids uh, are playing softball and hockey and, and soccer and uh, all, and they're part of the community. And you have Matt Donovan that, stays there and has a as a hockey school hockey camp. So yeah, I, sure does, or yeah. hockey camp so i think that is like that's huge for the american hockey league and that's yeah. huge for milwaukee to have these guys that are part of the community they're not just independent contractors coming in there for the winter and then they're flying back to their summer home so that's that's really important for me
1: how does the how does the development of the admirals how is your job affected by what's happening in nashville right like it's, it's a a, 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 a competitive rebuild as I think David called it. Right. So they got, you've got, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are out and how does that impact your job uh, signing guys with, and maybe that's a, it's a carrot for them that you can say, Hey, there's jobs to be one in Nashville, but if you're not in Nashville, you're, we got a great spot for you in Milwaukee.
2: Yeah. I think all you want is opportunity. I think we've given that that chance that opportunity to the Blackwells and the Grimaldis and the Tenorities and these guys Freddie Goudreau. it's time for the Pitlicks and the Novaks and uh, McCarren's and these guys Matt luff we haven't talked about like yeah. these guys are gonna have a really good chance Matt Tennyson' he's gonna have a really good chance you know like because then if you look up top you still it is a competitive rebuild we we are trying to go a little bit younger we picked up uh, Cody glass and you have Thomas Sino, and you have Tolvin in um you have these guys but these guys all have they don't have to clear waivers where in the past it's all been everyone's who signed they have to clear waivers you don't want to lose them on waivers like we have a lot of flexibility between uh national and milwaukee and call-ups and nobody has to get claimed off waivers so it's good to be uh we said this probably uh, last year and the year before and probably we really got our hand held to the fire with all our injuries but it's uh it's good to be a young player in our organization. There's lots of opportunity, lots of chances Our our head coaches more than willing and um, to play the young guys. I think you look at, looked at it last year. they they, they helped turn this, this situation around last year. And, and then the veteran guys with the Grandlins and the Johansson, those guys and Yost, and they kind of um, helped steer it, but it was a, it was a good, really good energy of youth and they had great success for, you know where we uh, started
0: and where we finished these guys who have signed uh and Zachary Leroux uh he's one that he if he doesn't make the NHL roster he won't be down but I know they changed it up a little bit for the OHL guys this last year in the American Hockey League what what is the rule and, and can a Luke Evangelista play in Milwaukee this season Tomasino could I guess right now but wh- where where is it at
2: yeah, so uh, Evangelista, I think he only played 14 games for us last year. So if Evangelista would have played over 20 games, he, 20 would, have games. Had the op- he would have had option the option to, come. to to come and play in the American Hockey League.
0: Okay. So
2: um, there's a handful of guys in the American Hockey League that, that could, they can come and play in the American League because they played over 20 games. But for our organization, um, we do not have anybody um, that is in that criteria. Okay.
1: So... I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about some of these guys that we signed to, to two-way deals uh, and, and just give us an idea of what fans can expect out of these types of players. Like Matt Tennyson's a little bit of an older guy. Is, You know, he's a, 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 Quite a, lot a, of he a leader. Here. Right, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think he's a little bit like Matt Donovan, to be honest. Like, he does a little bit of everything. Like, he can play power, play kill penalties. And you look at all the... And he's a right shot. So that was yeah. a, a huge part of it is because... We don't have five.
1: There's only five right shot D in in the whole country, I think in the whole league. Right.
2: And like, if you look, I'm trying to build a team of all lefties, even on the Ford part (laughs) of it. Like I think McCarron's a right shot. Uh, Who else would be a Matt Luff is a right shot. And I think that's about it. So uh, we are very left shot heavy. So uh, one of it was trying to target a right shot defenseman and Uh, Heinze had Matt in in New Jersey and Matt's been if if you look through all the right shot guys he's probably got the most NHL games like I think in the last two years he's bumped somebody out of camp he's made the NHL team out of camp so he is a legit NHL player so um, he has every opportunity to bump any of the right side guys off and and, uh, in Nashville and if not then he'll be a really good guy for us and going forward and then we signed him for two years so I'm really happy with that signing that was a huge signing for us again maybe the under the radar wasn't the fancy signing but that's a really good depth for our organization
0: well and you mentioned Matt Luff too who's played a lot of games in the NHL the last couple of seasons and uh it just he just seems and, and I don't know much of his game but um seeing some clips and he's just like sound like he's he just he just knows where he needs to be yeah, I think for Matt, it's I like him because he has great
2: detail. Like he has a great coach in L.A. with Todd McClellan. Like, um, just watching his clips, he's a big kid. He's 6'3", right shot. He shoots the puck extremely well. He just has to transfer. It's, it's like all those guys who kind of slide out of the NHL. He has to be able to transfer. the When he gets a chance, to produce at the NHL level. Um, he probably has to check a little bit harder at the NHL level. But um, he's a very good coach. He's a very good, he could, again, he can make, he looks at our right side in, in Nashville and he's, he could make that side. It's a really young, young side on the right side in Nashville. So it's going to be a very competitive camp, uh, which I'm excited for because before I was like, oh yeah, this, these guys are all on one way contracts is not a whole lot. Like Will Smith was a fantastic um, story last year with for everybody making our team out of camp. But. It's going to be competitive, and that's why you know your Matt Loss and your Tennysons. That's why these guys signed here, McCarran. You forget oh Big Mac's been up all year last year. So it'll be it'll be fun. I like the, I like our moves. I really do.
1: So signing uh, guys to AHL deals, we got a few AHL contracts. Joseph LeBate, you mentioned Mitch McLean uh, as the GM, and your negotiations with their with the uh, with third agents. How does what's the advantage of the AHL deal? Why would they, well, I mean, we signed them pretty quick, but is there an advantage to signing an AHL deal as opposed to they keep on looking for a two-way deal or, or how does that work?
2: Are you talking about an NHL two-way contract?
1: Yeah, as opposed to just a straight AHL deal, yeah. Well, I think that
2: that's kind of the progression. Everybody wants your, when free agency starts, everybody wants an NHL one-way. And right. then that doesn't and then happen, And they go to right? a two-way,
1: right? Yeah. And they go to an
2: NHL, they're like, Okay, well, I'll do an NHL two way. And then, if they don't get that, then usually it goes to an American League one way and it kind of trickles down that way. So, um, again, if you're uh, usually on an NHL two way, you're looking just you're looking for an opportunity. And I think we've had a we really hit that sweet spot of 24 25 year old guys who maybe have been hurt a few times before leading into it yet, they haven't had a chance and we've given them a chance and, you know, they, they know they might have only a couple kicks left at the can and, and uh, it's, it's worked for us. And I, I think that's kind of where we, like I said, like, I don't want to keep rehashing the, the guys that have been through here, but you know, like your Blackwells and your Grimaldis and Tenortis and you can go on and on. Um, those guys are kind of like your Matt Luffs and your Tennyson's, maybe Tennyson's a little bit um, older, but those are the guys, even McCarran, you forget, uh, McCarron's only 25, 26 years old. So right. he's look, he doesn't want to be a, a career minor league player. Like he wants to find the NHL the next that, step. Yeah. Yeah. And he was there last year. So he's going to come into camp and start kicking guys off their chairs. So, um, that's all you want to do as a player. You just want to see opportunity and a path and not, and we haven't oversigned. That's the big thing too. Like, right. We're not jammed up. We have lots of motion to go up and down or, or whatever. So, um, I'm excited to see what, what it entails at, at camp.
1: How much these young? Oh, go ahead, Charlie. I was just going to say, how much impact, uh, uh, does you as a as a former player and going through the negotiating process, how much of that do you bring into the, so now that you're on the opposite side and how does that affect your approach to it? Like, was there a time where you felt like you got screwed as a player? Like, Hey, they sold me a bag of goods. Like I'm going to be, I'm, uh, you know, I'm playing on the power play uh, and then you end up, no, you know, you end up playing down in, in the minors or something right. like that. Is that, how does that affect your uh, uh, approach?
2: Well, I can just relate to them. Like I'm not smart enough to weave all these webs of lies. So I'm just, I tell them <laughs> straight up what's the honest truth and what their situation is. Like you go through the best case scenario, you make the team out of camp, worst case scenario, your first call up or, like you're in Milwaukee and you're um, you're doing well there and then see how the young guys do up top. Like you just got to be honest. Like I can just go through my experiences of it and um, if, if they see the path and it's great. And I think we have that track record and we do, it's not just, I'm not just negotiating with, we get John Hines or head coach, the call and Carl Taylor calls and David Boyle. Like we're all on the call. It's not like just saying, okay, it's the GM of the minor league team giving a call. I'd be like, yeah, where's my path going to be then? So like right. anybody we sign, we don't spend a lot of money. We have an internal cap and we pick the players that we
0: think has the best chance and they can
2: springboard their career, you know? So that's kind of how we do things.
0: Connor Ingram didn't play really at all last season we know that uh, his situation uh, is is, how do you view the goaltending situation in Milwaukee this year there's two young guys Connor's a young guy too for that matter but he has played a full season in Milwaukee so
2: Connor's been here for he's been in
0: Nashville for the
2: last maybe two weeks okay so he's really taken his his career and taken the ownership to his career's off ice conditioning and all that really serious so he's here training with David Good and he's on the ice every day and, um, he's got an Airbnb, he's got his dog and he's, he's focused to kind of just rebound his career. And, uh, we're really excited. He can bounce back from, um, his years from last couple of years and we're ecstatic, you know, that's, that's a two time all-star American league goalie. Um, we have him signed for another year. Our progression, how we thought before the little bit of a hiccup last year was to, uh, you know pushes that he would have been our push for a backup job, and that's what his mindset is right now. He's pushing for a backup job, so uh, um, so I think we're good. And then we have Devin Cooley that David Rook really likes, he was in Florida, he was a little bit up and down a little bit with us. And then we have Bomaka, who's a uh, starter in UConn for um, University of Connecticut, and he had a really good four years there. So we're a little bit young on the in our four or five hole, but um, maybe looked for a pick up another goalie maybe a little bit of veteran guy, but if not, then, you know, are you have to believe in their development and believe in your goalie coaches that these guys can do the job. And that's where we're at so far with our goaltending.
1: So I I assume then, I mean, you, you reference it there, but you're still actively looking for, there's still spots available. still things you're looking for right now.
2: Yeah. Right now we got some, some organization signed five goalies. Um, We have five under contract right now kind of kicking tires. Maybe it's a sixth goalie just to
1: kind of and just round more than it goalies out. too, but uh you know, forwards D, everything.
2: Yeah, we got a few spots left for our for just depth on defense and the, and forward spots too. So we still, you know, we're just uh we just don't again I we don't oversign. We really, if we're gonna pick somebody, we want somebody who can, you know, if it's on a two-way American league East Coast League deal, we want to have a guy that's who can play in the American League. We don't just want to sign a guy. It's the same conversations of, you know, the Matt Luff's and the McCarren's and these guys to the NHL. It's the same conversation, like, we don't just want to sign a guy for the East Coast League. We want a guy who can come up and maybe kick somebody off their chair in the American League. So that's how you have internal competition. And uh, So we're, we're in the midst of still
0: chipping away and signing some guys. These uh, young guys that we expect to be in Milwaukee, and maybe they won't be, and maybe they'll be somewhere else, uh, Nashville or whatever, but uh, a guy like Yusso Parson, and uh, and I hope I'm saying these names right, uh, Afanasyev, I don't know if I'm saying yep. that right, um, Mark Delgazo played at the end of last season in Chicago, I mean, how, how do they fit in uh, for this team?
2: So Parson and he, we signed him. He's going to go back. He's going to come to training camp. He's going to do rookie camp. And then he's going to do our main camp. He's going to go back to Finland and play another year of pro hockey over there. And then he'll probably, he'll, once his year's over there, he'll come back and whatever March for our playoff run and our Calder cup run. Um, so he's, he will not be with us this year. Afanasyev. He is uh, ready to the big, big left shot, six foot three, Um, winger that can score a young kid played over in the KHL last year between the KHL, the VHL. So he's kind of up and down, played world juniors. Um, So we're excited to have him. We have Grant Mismash coming in as a a four-year college player out of North Dakota, which he played on probably the top college line in the last two years with Yamaguchi there from Yamaguchi or Kamaguchi from uh, he played sign in Dallas with the Stars. So, Um, We're excited for him. He's kind of a Scotty Hartnell type of player. He's got great skill. He's got a little bit of edge to him. Um, He's dirty, sneaky, dirty. So um, we're excited to see how he transitions from college hockey and to uh, the pro pro ranks. Uh, Who else we got on forwards? That's probably our only. And then you got Harper. No one's seen Patrick Harper. He kind of had a little bit of a, a down year last year just with the split affiliation. Got hurt a little bit. Just trying to catch his traction. He had a great start in the East Coast League with everybody else, but he just kind of lost a little traction there. So I'm excited for him to, um, you know, he's learned learned the pro game. I'd rather him learn the pro game last year with a split affiliation, no playoffs, and then ready to be with us this year. And then on the defensive side of things, we have, uh, like you said, Mark Delgazzo, He played with us last year out at UMass Amherst, who so he won the national championship. So he's got. You know, he came in, played, I don't know, maybe six or seven games. Great detail. You can tell he's been well coached. You can tell he's a winner. Um, he moves the puck extremely well. He, he skates very well, very mobile. Our whole left side is very mobile um, with him. And then you have uh, Davey Ferrance that was up last yeah. year. We signed him out of Boston University. So he's going to have a chance up top with, with Nashville. If not, he'll come down with us. And he's probably one of the elite. PP um, quarterbacks out there. You saw it even with his game in Nashville. I think he played 20 plus minutes his second game. And, you know, the way he dissects and, and skates through the neutral zone is is very elite. Just needs to work on the other side of his game uh, the detail, the defense, and just angling and a little bit more stick positioning. But um, he's going to be really good for us. Um, so we've got Ferris Delgazzo and then Jeremy Davies going to push for a spot up in Nashville, too. So you got a lot of our left side is a little bit, you know, they're all very puck moving offensive defensemen. And then you yeah, we'll probably slide Matt Donovan over to the right side. They're trying to help maybe insulate some of the young guys. there.
1: How, how much you, you referenced it before about getting these guys on calls, but how much conversations do you have with Carl Taylor about the, the, the makeup of the team and who, who to go after? Does he have a lot of input? Obviously there's a budget, Everybody wants to sign, you know, we see some of these massive AHL contracts, guys making, you know, three $500,000 on an American league deal. That's really not Nashville's MO. Uh, and, but how much, how, how much conversation do you and Carl have, uh, in this process?
2: Yeah. I think that's why we've been successful is because it is, it's communication. It's not just with Carl, it's with the assistant coaches. I think we know what, what holes we needed to plug. Um, we needed to get a little bit of size. We needed to get some, you know, we needed to get a little bit bigger. We needed to get a couple of right shot guys. We needed to get kind of our identity back. We like the identity line of Olivier, Tanner, you so we, we lo- we're probably going to lose those guys. So we wanted to kind of fill that back end and we lost Tenority. We lost a little Harper. So we lost a little bit of size and bite on the back end. Our size and bite is going to be a little bit different, but we do have Josh Healy back, which is a huge signing that we signed last year, uh, last year before the season ended in Chicago. Um, so I think we addressed the needs we needed to, we needed, a, um, we need some, you know, a little bit of offense. We need some leadership. That's where Cole Schneider came in. Uh, as you could tell, we, uh, we didn't play the year before and we kind of, you know, gave him the opportunity to kind of find elsewhere work. And he signed in Texas and right mm-hmm. away, he, the captain of the texas stars so we needed a little bit of leadership we needed some veteran presence and you know right now we're we're almost veteraned out we got the five veterans right now so that's a pretty that's an older team that can insulate the the younger players but with our younger players like tommy novak's a you know third year pro pelix a third year pro richie's fifth year pro like yeah yeah like those are our young guys so we the only young guys up front we have are probably Igor Afanasyev, miss Mismarsh, and you know that's kind of it. So um, we're a little bit older team, but it's uh, I think again maybe I'm I stare at my sheet every single day. I think we got a really good chance to um, to do what we did a couple of years ago.
0: I'm I'm really excited that Anthony Richard is back because it's like. I keep, I keep thinking breakout, breakout, breakout for him. Right. And I mean, every year it seems like he's added more penalty kill. Obviously he's, he's world-class speed. All of these things that can add up to him being again, a a good player, a really good player.
2: Yeah. Like he took huge gains last year as well. Like he, you know, he's matured before when he first got there, everything was about points. And that's what, and then he go in a little bit of a lull and that would jam him up. And then that's all he could focus on. But he's, he's, like I said, he's, like you said, he's killed penalties. I think if he's going to play in the NHL, he's going to have to kill penalties, use his speed and be energy and, and uh, um, score where I think before he go down the, he actually sees the ice a lot better. He's, he's working on his game and that just, you forget these kids coming out of junior; they're 19 years old. I think he's a December birthday, anyhow. Like, yeah, he's a young and, one. Yeah. So he's a so it takes time. It takes time for these guys to figure it out. I think his first year he might have scored one or three goals. Like it just and I think we have lots of patience for these kids, and he's going to be a, a huge part of it. And he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna burr in his saddle that he didn't get called up last year. And I don't blame him. It seemed like a lot of guys went up and taxi squad and all that, but. Um, and he didn't get that chance. So he's going to come in and he's going to come in with a regular training camp. He got exhibition games. And I think he's really going to put a step on his camp this year.
1: For this, for the upcoming com- season, once everything gets going, how much contact then do you, con- do, how many calls do you get from agents and whatnot? Like, you know, just in- not, not of guys that we have and how much communication is there about like, Oh, I don't like the way you're treating my client. Is there any of that or I'm sure that it happens every once in a while, but we, you know, I, I'm thinking why I'm thinking about this. Cause I, I, have been, th- uh, this situation with Jack Eichel, right. And his agents and it's getting sort of ugly. And is there, yeah, how, how active are agents at the AHL level for their clients? Or are they, is it more, they're just concerned about their NHL guys and it's probably depends on the agent too, I suppose.
2: Yeah. There's, there's good agents and there's bad agents for sure that, but how we do things we have, we do have uh we always do an exit video or exit video and exit meeting with, with all the kids. We break camp and we, we always bring them in. We talk to the kids. Um, David Poyle's in the room, myself, Jeff Kelty, Carl Taylor, usually John Hines. So we have lots of communication with them. And then, um, so usually that's when we'll, and then we'll circle back and talk to the agents about their camp. So they're all up front, what they need to work on. And then, and, uh, yeah we kind of just keep in touch during the year and usually the phone starts ringing with the first call up whoever the first call up is and if it's not them then usually the agent calls and says hey why isn't joey's is called up yeah. yeah so it's uh it is it's just communication it's like anything charlie it's relationships communication just being honest with the guys and how their camp was and so, and how, how they came so into how they came into camp and shape like you got to yeah. come in and camp shape. If you're coming at 20% you're, you're not probably going to make the team because all these other guys that just shows your dedication when nobody's looking. So you're
1: going to, you're going to be in the fat club. Like uh, Dean used to call it right yeah, <laughs> on the bike. Yeah. But I'm on the bike. Right. So I you can't say it, You
2: can't say that anymore, Charlie. It's too <laughs> much.
1: It's too hard. <laughs> so I bet there's pl- how many times do you look at your, your phone rings and you look at it and you're like, Oh God, I do not want to answer that. I just know exactly what he's going to be saying. Yeah, that's just the way it is. It's, that's part of the job. Not, if,
2: yeah, if they're not working for their client, then mm-hmm. they're not doing their job. So it's just, it's right. way it is. It's uh, they get it too, and a lot of the agents don't watch the games. They'll just check the box score and or listen talk to the what player.
0: They, yeah, or
2: talk to the player, and then we always advise them: say go talk to the coaches. Our their door is open all the time. Like if he has a, if some of the one of the players have an issue with ice time or why he's not doing this or that, that's 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 why with the the open door policy and that's why i think our staff does a really good job with greg rallo and and scott ford and and, and carl like carl just grabs them and they'll go for a walk and talk like it's it doesn't have to go through the agent these guys are all big boys now like this is you want to take ownership of your own career and you want to be you want to get coached that's what that's what carl demands he wants these guys to demand coaching and that's one of his big things that he, he puts on the players.
1: How different is that from when you were a player, right? And your first coach, your first pro coach, Don, uh, John Tortorella. Right. So, uh, how, like, did you ever go for a walk with him? I can't imagine.
2: No, no walks. No. <laughs> so he didn't talk to you, you knew you are doing well. So like you had John Tortorella, then we've gone through this already, but I had John Tortorella, Daryl Sutter, Brian Sutter, Hitchcock, like
1: Right. as if, when Some i was the, young, like, just, yeah right so like the 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 uh, the drill sergeants of hockey right. coaches if you had mike keenan maybe that would have only been uh, only worse right
2: yeah so there's not too much communication there but times have changed and i enjoyed those coaches that's just kind of where i was they that's my style and i just related very well to those guys but it's uh yeah there wasn't a lot now it's it's a lot more and that's and that's fine that's that's good and That's just society. That's just how we do things. That's with development camp that player development guys. That's just right when they get drafted, like you forget the steps that it takes just to get these kids signed to an NHL contract. Like we sometimes spend five years with these kids in college um, before they even sign a contract. So it takes a, it takes a lot of of time, a lot of patience and a lot of effort to, to get these kids to the NHL
0: and uh, it's the way it goes. Is this – could this be classified? Development camp's right around the corner here for this upcoming season. Is this one of the more important ones that that have happened in quite some yes. time? Yeah, this is – not a lot of teams are doing development camps. I don't think we, – we're very college-heavy
2: on our some of our prospects. We don't have, like, maybe three European prospects, but they're not coming over. It's just going to be the college guys and the junior guys. I think San Jose is doing camp the same time we are. Um, it just kind of – it just kind of falls in between before the kids go to junior camp and before the kids go to college. Uh, we haven't seen our last year's draft pick college guys. You know, we've right. watched them. We've talked to them on zoom. We've gone through a virtual development camp with them two years in a row. Um, this time we get our hands on them. So it's more of a, I going to consider it more of a conditioning camp than development camp, just to get them in, get them to see our facilities, get them to see our trainers. So when they do come out on college, and they come for um, main camp everyone's kind of you know they know each other they know the facilities it's just it's not so new to them and it kind of you know gets them settled down a little bit and it'll be good our all our coaches our NHL coaches will be there our Our AHL coaches will be there Um, all our staff between David all our management staff will be there and it's going to be a small camp I think we have like 14 forwards eight defensemen and four goalies so that is like very hands-on
1: um camp for this year yeah the the uh, you've mentioned these guys a few times but uh you know our fans really took to them and that obviously the 1920 team was such a successful and memorable team but you, you mentioned the colin blackwell's the jared tenorty's the freddie goudreau's Daniel cars, guys who really had impacts last year in the NHL and now have like Freddie Gaudreau signs a two year, $2.4 million deal. Right. Obviously you must take pride in that. And then is that something you bring up when you're talking to free agents? Like here, look at what we, this is what we can do for guys. Yeah, I think, well, I think everybody kind of knows that, you know, that we can reiterate
2: it. That's probably why we get phone calls from a lot of different players and coaches and um, agents and stuff, but, yeah. yeah, that's a you know, that's it's being in the American hockey League is not very glamorous, you don't get a lot of right. love, you don't get a whole lot of accolades and stuff, so you just you're there to develop and you're there to just springboard these guys. And it was nice, I think. Our, our coaching staff really did get a lot of a lot of press because of it, and well deserved because it is, uh, and you guys as well, like it's, it's not just our staff, it's your guys' staff, it's the game ops, it's everything that goes into you know, getting the six or seven hour bus ride to Iowa and getting in at three in the morning, like those things that, that you're not going to brag about that stuff, you know? So it's just, you know, you go about your, you're, you're, you got to stay humble and you're excited for these guys to move on. And, you know, now you want to springboard the next group. And then when you watch NHL games, you, you have a little bit of a vested interest and you, you cheer a little bit you know harder for maybe the individuals on different teams.
1: Uh, the, the last thing I have is uh, I just want to get your thoughts on the new AHL playoff structure and what that's going to what that does for the teams uh you know with so many teams getting in and uh and what what what's the reasoning behind it
2: I think just with the Pacific division how many teams that they have um I think they kind of spearheaded that a little bit um it it's fine it's uh You know, hopefully we we should make playoffs. We don't have our division. That's the hopefully we all have playoff bonuses. That would be a that'd be a bonus. But uh, (laughs) at the end of the day, it's it's the parity even in the American Hockey League is so tight. So it just gives you know gives more opportunity for more guys and uh, more coaching staff that more success and organizations have more success and sell sell more tickets and you know just you know keep it keep the team's playing and see if they can and, uh, win a color cup. That's what we're all in for. So um, I think it's what I'm excited about is next year when the whole, you know, the whole league plays 72 games. That's what I'm excited yes. for. Yes. Not just 76 to 72 to 68. Like we're the second best league in league of- the world. Right. So I want, I want it be, you know, consistent all the way through. So you're going to yeah. have to give and take a little bit. So this is our give and take.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. Scott, yeah, as always, thanks so much for your time. Um, safe travels, have a great development camp, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's Admiral's General Manager Scott Nickel. Thanks for listening to this Milwaukee Admiral's podcast.